Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Pame! Our lexi for today is ekephalos, ekephalos or brain. The ekephalos, as we have discussed in previous episodes, is a complex organ that controls thought, memory, emotion, touch, motor skills, vision, breathing, temperature, hunger, and every process that regulates our body. Makes sense then that we should feed it with only the best fueling foods. One in particular that you should indulge in is a banana. Bananas are a brain food. Rich in potassium and magnesium, bananas give the brain energy and help sharpen the brain's focus, increasing the ability to pay attention and learn. Bananas also offer vitamins and nutrients that improve cognitive function overall. Engephalos, or brain, feed yours a banana a day for all the right reasons. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia. Nearly eternal, the oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. I bet you never knew, or maybe you do know, that food, the food you eat, affects your mood, your cells, your energy, etc. But how about the brain? Let's get right with the food we eat so we can have a clear and bright mind. Kefi Life, topic of choice today, drum roll please. Nutrition and the Brain with Stella Kalfas, president of the Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago. Stella Kalfas, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's such a pleasure. We always learn so much for you, from you, and we always uh, have this little instinct and inkling to get more healthy and to get more in balance with our mind, body, and spirit. So Stella, the question of the day is, well, at least for the moment, is how did you become interested in being in the business of mental well-being? Well, approximately 15 years ago, I had a friend of mine who got sick and she started researching quite a bit uh, about what was going on. And in the process, I was helping her and learned so much that it was it was a surprise as to what I learned. And I ended up going to longevity conferences that I've been going to almost every year, um, nutritional uh, presentations, ways to help yourself mentally and physically when it comes to nutrition. Uh, Of course, I'm always a little biased. I focus more on the brain. And so this has been a big, a big thing for for me for over 15 years now. Exciting. And it's always good to learn how to be healthier. And then what's even better is to apply that knowledge. But you also have a business and computer background. Does that help you? Well, it helped me a lot in using some of the software to take the classes, I can tell you that. Um, Believe it or not, 
One thing about uh, longevity is they're talking a lot about mixing technology with the human being. Technology is part of our life. Um, so that's another topic. You know, we could talk about technology and how it affects us and everything else that goes with it. But, uh, um, but yeah, technology plays a big role in having an understanding of how it works, especially the radio waves and things like that. You'd be surprised at the things you learn when you investigate. <laughs> well, it looks like we're going to have to make you a regular, my friend. But for the moment, um, tell us a little bit about your organization, the uh, Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago. Uh, the Mental Health Association has been around since 1957. It was found on the tenants of uh, a Mr. Uh, Beers, who was a mental um, patient at one point in a clinical setting. And when he was better and he came out, decided to do something about the fact that the environments were not clean, were not the individuals in uh, a clinical mental health environment uh, like that, just not treated well. People with mental illness were considered not important or they didn't feel or whatever the case was, but they were treated very badly. So when he came out, the first thing he did, he decided he needed to start something where they would keep the places clean and they would treat the people with respect and so the ladies who followed his tenants and, and started it here in Chicago would literally visit clinical settings to test them to see how they were doing and they would report on it to the public. So that's how we started out. But fast forward to 2005, we created uh, educational programs focused specifically for adolescents in high school. Uh, and that is mainly because mental illness usually appears around that time, the majority of the time. And so... Um, it, it's been a, a great place to be at. We've reached a point now where, especially with COVID, we feel that we need to provide more services. And so the Mental Health Association provides free incognito therapy on their site of Bridge to Help. And the education is still going strong, and we provide that online a lot now using technology, as we just mentioned. So that's who we are as an organization. Good to know. So, Stella... How does nutrition affect our brain? Well, am I glad you asked? <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of ways. When we eat something, uh, when we put something in our skin because we're absorbing it, um, and, it, and it, when I say we're talking about nutrition, but when I talk about your skin, it's because we're still absorbing it and it's going into our bloodstream. And that's why I mentioned that part of it as the nutrition part of it, side of it. Um, but in general... What happens is that there's a strong correlation between what we eat, what we put on our skin and absorb in our body and how we feel and behave. So for example, we've heard a lot about serotonin and other what are called neurotransmitters that actually help us to sleep, our appetite, control our appetite, our moods, they control our pain levels. Um, and all of that, 95% of that is created in our gut. So when our gut isn't healthy, you know, all those millions of nerve cells called the neurons that are in our gut, um, they help us not only digest the food, but they help us guide our emotions. They literally guide our emotions. It's really funny to consider that the bacteria, the good bacteria and the bad bacteria that's in our gut will affect our moods. And obviously the good bacteria will help us have good moods. The bad bacteria will help us have bad moods. Um, there's a strong communication between our gut and our brain. I think we've heard a lot of that. Um, and it's been shown that when we eat a lot of processed foods, 
a lot of sugary foods, um, our mental health declines, our cognitive health declines. And individuals who eat healthy, and healthy to them, as I mentioned in other sessions, is that healthy is individual. So as an individual, we really need to find out what works for us. So one of the things that I strongly recommend is having a food sensitivity um, test uh, because we might have foods that, you know, not everybody's the same. You might have foods that work fine for you and they don't work fine for me. So if I'm not feeling well after eating certain foods, that's a sign, but you want to be sure. So you might want to go to the doctor and have them check um, check that out. Um, there should be uh, a test for... Um, whether we have our nutrients. If we don't have the right nutrients in our body, our body reacts, the communications between our gut and our brain are not doing well then, um, because without those nutrients that our brain needs, it's not gonna function well. And so we wanna make sure we're absorbing the nutrients. So having a test to see what our nutrient level is, is also very important in that situation. And then finally, our hormones. Hormone imbalances have been the cause of many, many issues. It's not just women. It can be men as well. So, you know, sometimes when we hear hormones, the first thing we think of is women, but that's not the case. Um, and so making sure that there's a hormone balance in our body, and, and we're talking about the hormones that affect our thyroid, the hormones that affect um, so many things in our body that do make a difference in our brain. So those are that's what I talk about when I talk about nutrition. Everybody's different. And yes, people can be from carnivores all the way to vegans. That's the range. It's a choice. It's a choice that you make. But most of us know to stay away from the processed foods and the sugary foods, and yet there are comfort foods. So that's what makes it a little bit difficult because we turn to those for comfort. Um, Growing up in a Greek household, um, I was pretty much raised on the Mediterranean diet, but I there was a lot of meat in our family because we owned a Greek restaurant. And now that I'm older, I have reduce the amount of meat, red meat particularly, with some chicken, some fish. And I'm, I'm heavy on the vegetables and the olive oil. And I notice myself moving with more pep in my step. I, that's what works for me. That's what works for me. Other people are like more moderation with every type of food group. But you mentioned that it's really individual. And I think people should seek that out and find out what's works for them, just listen to their body. And if I can add one more layer to that, Stella, we interviewed recently a woman by also the name Stella Mitsovas from California. She is a gut nutrition expert and she's written a book called Wild Mediterranean. And I just want to give her a plug because she's chock full of information. And it's all about gut health. Right, right. So the gut is the new brain, as you say. So thank you for allowing me to share that. Okay. So next, what do you think about in your experience, um, what do you think about medications and other things that affect our mental health? Well, one of the things that we have to be careful with medications is that do affect our gut. Uh, for example, um, medication that is for depression, right there, what that does is make it so that we don't feel a certain thing, okay? And in order to do that, guess what? It affects, it affects what's in your gut. It affects your, um, so what it's trying to stop from happening in some situations, it could be affected negatively. And that, again, it depends on the individual, but it can be affected negatively because you are taking medication for it. It's just, it's kind of backwards. You're taking medication not to be depressed, but at the same time, you might have more depression because your gut is being affected negatively by the medication. So we have to be very, very careful with what we put in our body and how it affects us. Um, 
we don't necessarily consider because a doctor prescribed it that it might have these things, but always ask what the side effects are. Um, there's medications that they give you for mental wellness that literally have a side effect of suicide ideation or suicide fo- uh, thoughts, suicidal thoughts. So we want to be, we don't know what that could be. And before we take the medication or before we give it to our child, we should know. I'm a big proponent that before I go to medication, I'm going to look at all other avenues, okay? And that includes what I mentioned a moment ago. It includes looking at the toxicity level in my body. If there are a huge level of toxins, of heavy metals in my in my body, they do travel beyond the blood-brain barrier and they get to your brain. And so now we have issues. We need to make sure that those are taken care of. Um, there's the, the issue of parasites that, believe it or not, parasites are def- technically bacteria. And the, the bad ones that actually can be in our gut, I know it's gross, isn't it? <laughs> I know uh, we're talking about our gut and parasites. Yes, yes, ew. Parasites can actually... control our behavior because they want us to eat more of the foods that are not good for us because it feeds them. Okay. So they literally control us to eat the things that aren't good for us. They make us crave the sugar. They thrive on the sugar is what I've read in many places. Uh, So those are the things that we want to take into account. The other thing we want to take into account, and I've read several books on this topic, we need to look at our heritage. What were we used to eating you know, the, the Mediterranean diet is terrific, and it's especially terrific for people who are from the Mediterranean because that's what their genome has in it for centuries and centuries and centuries of people eating the same thing. So those are the things that will probably feel really good in our body and probably support our body. So we want to make sure that we look at what our ancestors ate and if that fits well with with our body and, and how we have been created, basically, because what does our mother do? She eats food and she and she has cells from her body that work to develop and create us, right? So that's what makes us and what she eats. So from generations going back and generation to generation, what our ancestors ate make a huge difference as to what our body can handle today. So those are the things to think about, in my opinion. So when you say crave, like that, that kind of makes me think if you have these little bitty critters or parasites in your body and they're trying to thrive and they're craving certain things, is that what we're craving? Is that what you're talking about? What about what we crave? Right. Yes. And for example, sugar, it has been shown that as far as these little bad bacteria are concerned, they, they thrive on sugar. So we tend to want a sweet dessert. We, we crave sweet. Uh, they literally control that in our body. And so one of the things that no matter who the nutritionist is and whether they believe on carnivore or they believe Mediterranean or they believe completely vegan, the one thing they tell you is don't have sugar. And that has to do with, one, it feeds the bad bacteria. Two, it feeds cancer cells. Uh, it creates more oxidative stress in our system. So we have more body aches, more everything. And the truth of the matter is that if you cut out sugar for one month, you will not crave it anymore. You will not crave it anymore because you've literally gotten rid of that power that it has over you. There's always going to be some bad bacteria inside of us. We're not going to get rid of it hundred percent, but you're going to reduce it and you're going to take away its power when you're not giving it what it needs to thrive. 
So folks, if you want to take the challenge, give up sugar for a month and see how you feel. Okay. But I'm bummed. All right. Next, how does our digestive process affect our brain? And that's got to go back to the gut as well, right, Stella? Well, yeah, it does. It does work with the gut. So let me tell you a little bit what you might want to consider. If you're not having the right nutrition, and if you are having the bad bacteria, your serotonin, dopamine, and GABA, which is the ones, those are neurotransmitters that communicate with your brain back and forth that's, that's happening so that you have your mood control and everything else, those cannot thrive. Uh, they're not supported. So what happens is you can have anxiety, you, ha- you can have depression, your brain needs food that comes from the nutrients that are made in the gut so that the, pra- the brain can create the neurotransmitters that benefit you. So when they don't have that, then what happens is you could have anxiety, you could have depression, you could have trouble managing the stress in your life because of what you're eating. Uh, The other thing is impulse control. You'd be surprised how much if we have the bad bacteria, if we have parasites, if we're eating too much sugar and none of, and our, our neurotransmitters, which there's a lot more than I just mentioned, I only mentioned the ones we've heard, we've probably heard about. If our brain does not get what it needs, it could have brain fog, the depression, the anxiety. You could not be sleeping at night. Our impulse control can be affected where you're, you're uh, reacting to things in a way you normally would not react to them. You make poor decisions because you're making them on an impulse that isn't, you know, that isn't the, you're from your level of strength, so to speak. Um, the other thing I mentioned with parasites, they create enzymes that inhibit the, ser- the serotonin and the uh, other neurotransmitters from uh, bringing down your anxiety when you have anxiety. So one of the things, and the reason I focus on these things and always making sure that your body is healthy first and your gut is healthy first is because if you take medication, all you're doing is trying to modify what isn't working to not feel it anymore instead of taking care of the cause. And I think that's one of the things that we have to look at is the cause. And I can tell you um, that a lot of um, individuals may disagree with me on this. They believe that if you have therapy and you have your medication, you'll be fine. But I think you really need to look at the whole person. Um, you have to look at the whole person and how the whole person is functioning, that every part of it is contributing to your physical and emotional well-being. Couldn't agree more. And my mother used to say, God rest her soul. She used to say, it's not what you're eating, but what's eating you. So I think it'd be wise to say that we should always try to get to the root of the problem. What's real quickly, and then we'll go to the next Mm -hmm. question, but what quickly, what is a genome? Well, that is what you're made of, basically. That is your genome, your your DNA and what it's made of and what it, what, what, how it was created. And it's the power to, um, to change that, which is what some of the bad things have the power to do and some of the good things have the power to do. So we want the change to be a good change. If we, for example, if we have um, mental illness in our family, people assume you're going to have it again because of your genome, because of your DNA. Well, that's not necessarily true because you're, if you're in a different environment, one of the things that I mention all the time is you have a fish and it's in the river and the fish start to die. You don't say what's wrong with these fish. Why are they dying? Let's look at their, their ancestors and see if they, had, they have something. Let's look at their DNA. Let's look at their genome and see if it's, something went wrong. We say, what happened to the environment? 
Um, did something? Did somebody put something in the water? Uh, are they a, eating something they shouldn't be eating? We don't immediately assume something's wrong with the fish, and that's the issue. And that's what we need to look at too. So the, our environment con- does consist of the food we eat, of the things we put on our skin that we absorb and go into our bloodstream. And many of them are toxins. They're toxic. Uh, many of them are hormone disruptors. And so what happens is your hormones are not in balance. Um, we have to look at those things. And we have to look, yes, at our environment, our emotional environment, the people around us, the work environment, everything else to make sure that it fits for who we are and what works for us. If we're not happy in a situation, you know, it's human nature to find what we need. And if we don't have it, we're gonna go somewhere to find it. Uh, We're gonna do what makes it work. Well, what makes it work does not always mean that it's going to be successful in the long run, or it will carry us through, or we will be successful at all, because we haven't looked at what the real cause is. Um, And it might be the water, not the fish. Outstanding. And I love that about environment because it's just like if you come into a dark room and you're like, I can't see anything. You turn on the lights. Ah, bingo, I can see. But I really feel like it's it's important that we remind people that they are worth it. They are enough to take care of themselves, to go ahead and go the extra mile to protect their genome. And if they have to make a modification, do it. Don't give up. In a previous episode, you talked about that, being tenacious and not giving up. So Stella Kalfas, what should we be eating for our brain and our emotional health since that's really the entire uh, crux of this conversation, hopefully? Well, believe it or not, our brains, in order to be a healthy brain, they need a lot of fats. Yes, they need all the nutrients, just like the rest of our body. But our brains need a lot of fat. Our brain need protein. It needs the protein, however we get it, however we decide our diet should be. I don't necessarily recommend one diet over the other because it is what works for us individually. Um, But we definitely need the fats for our brain. That's what our brain is mainly made up of. Believe it or not, our brain uh, is the smallest, is a small organ compared to other organs, actually. And, but it takes up a lot more of the energy, a lot more of the nutrients. It needs that because it is busy 24 by seven doing something to keep your body and your emotional state and your brain itself as healthy as it could be. So those are the things to keep in mind. Um, Again, do the test that I mentioned before. In general, make sure you're getting the right fats. The big thing is coconut oil these days. Uh, I was reading several, several studies that showed that what coconut oil does, it gives you the right fat for your brain. And they have done studies where people with Alzheimer's have seen a 50% reduction in, uh, or improvement, my apologies, improvement in memory, Alzheimer's patients. So think about what it would do for our brain when our brain isn't so bad, but you're giving it what it needs, those fats that it needs. And it needs to be healthy fats, obviously. Um, avocados, fish oil, um, coconut oil, those are all the things. Now, with fish oil, be careful oil. you don't get the heavy metals because heavy metals will go against your brain. Heavy metals affect the brain very negatively. So that's something to think about. Um, and you're right. You need to love yourself enough to take care of yourself You know, I used to be crazy about watching these Korean movies, and I used to watch these uh, elite kings and queens, emperors, and they would run this whole 
system. And one of the things that they taught their kids was, if you want to honor your parents, what you do is you take care of what we gave you, which is your body and your life. And you take care of it and you make it successful. You make it work. You make it the right way. You make the right decisions. You eat the right way. You protect yourself. This is how you honor your parents and how you honor your maker if you're spiritual. This is how you honor God. Because at the end of the day, you were given something by God and by your parents. And to honor them, taking care of yourself is the number one way. Amen, sister. And it starts there. It just starts there. And if I could just add to that again, because I just love adding to what you're saying, it's like, don't try to be perfect. Take it step by step, slowly. If you love yourself, if you care enough about yourself, you don't have to achieve that phenomenal transition goal in a day. Just day by day, take it step by step. And again, I have to say, that is my goal for Kefi Life Podcast, is to every day or every week, bring folks information that can inspire inspire them through the balance in the mind, the body, and the spirit. Stella, are there things that we should be avoided conversely, like we talked about what we should eat for brain health, anything that we should avoid? Uh, Well, obviously something that's very toxic for our body. Uh, We talked about sugar. Uh, That's one of the things that you do want to avoid. Processed food, you want to limit those. And remember, it's not about perfection. You know, there's a lot of studies that show that if you eat 80% of the time correctly, for you, then the other 20% your body can manage. It is strong enough. It is smart enough to to manage that. So whatever you eat, decide to make the healthy choice that's right for you the best that you can. There's times where I'll go through a month and I'll be eating all the bad things because I've had things that were going on and they were emotional and whatever the case was, but then I get back on track. So the truth of the matter is we need to start. Just start and do one step and do that one step for as long as you can and then try to see if you could do the next one. That is what it's all about. It's not about being perfect. If you try to be perfect, then you become difficult for yourself. You become difficult on yourself and you criticize yourself and then you give up because you think, I didn't do it. That's it. I'm a failure. Forget it. Well, it doesn't matter. So today, it didn't work today. But another day, it will just not today. Stella Kalfish, you've been so inspiring, uplifting, and full of helpful tips. I really appreciate it. I'm sure our audience does too. I always ask my special guests this question, so I'm going to ask you as well. Stella Kalfish, the president of the Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago. In my life, I've learned that. In my life, I learned that. Honey goes a longer way than vinegar. Do you know that Greek saying? That's or it actually it's a saying in many cultures. Um, and what I and you know what, honey is a great thing to have for your brain. Believe it or not, yes, it's yes. the one sucrose that that is actually or fructose fructose um, that is actually good for your brain. And I discovered that if your digestive system is hurting, believe it or not, sugar. I mean, uh, sugar is terrible but honey is good. So that's why I wanted to say that. That's what I've learned through my life. And honey supports your digestive system. It really is very, very good for you. Well, you've just been a sweet and delightful guest and we thank you so much and we'll see you next time around. All right. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs.
Today, Stella articulately pointed out that social media becomes dangerous when we begin to compare our lives with what we think is so glamorous and amazing. Research was done and concluded that the biggest problem on why using social platforms can make us uneasy is passively scrolling. Professor Derek Wirtz, who conducted this research, found that when people passively scroll, they fall into the trap of social comparison. What we often forget is that people post updates and pictures in a selective manner that generally portrays them positively all the time. It's in seeing that selective positive portrayal, we make the false assumption that these people are not experiencing as much negative feelings as we are. So for Ola Kala, all is well. Be mindful when you are mindlessly scrolling through your feed. It's not what it's all cracked up to be. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.